discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. So I want to speak on how to be approved as God's workman. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's good to be a member of this ministry. Hallelujah. Because God is here. His manifest presence. Hallelujah. And then, we are just excited. Hallelujah. How to be approved as what? God's workman. All right. Now, there are two ways. The Bible speaks of approval. There are two ways by which we are approved. We are approved as God's sons. Then we are approved as God's servants. Actually, it is one thing to be approved as a son and another thing to be approved as his servant. But we have to understand that before God, we have these two, two positions before God. Before God, we are both sons and servants. You have to know the differences so you don't confuse them. If, it, if you're able to demarcate, have a, see the dividing line between them, you can even understand the Bible. It is one thing to be approved as a son and another thing to be approved as a servant. How the two are different. But before then, then, let me even establish what it means, I mean, to be a son and a servant. That we have this, we are privileged to be both sons and servants before God. Now, as sons, we are born, but as servants, we are bought. Now, understand that before God, we are both born and bought. When we give our lives to Christ, we are born again. And as soon as we became born again, we became the sons of God. So children are born. Children are not, are not bought. Children are born. Being born again, not of the corruptible seed, but the incorruptible, even the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. First Peter 1 verse 23. Of his own will begat he is that we should be a kind of first fruit among all his creatures. James 1 18. So, we have been born again. As soon as we are born, 1 John 3 verse 2. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. We became the sons of God. Whether you are male or female, we are all the sons of God. Male sons and female sons. But God has also given us the privilege to be his servants. But servants are bought. Or we can use the word slaves, are bought. A born servant, a slave, is bought. In those days, slaves were bought. So when you read 1 Corinthians 16, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20, you can start from 19 to 20. For ye are bought with a price. We have been bought. And the price is his blood. Ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God with your body and with your spirit, which are God's. Ye are bought. You know, bought with a price. So, slaves were, the word bought is, is Agora, that's a marketplace. Uh, uh, slaves were auctioned, you know, to be sold. So, we're bought. 
Hallelujah. So from one standpoint, we are sons. Another standpoint, we are servants. Now, as sons, sonship speaks of relationship. Sonship speaks of relationship. But being a servant speaks of service. Being, of, being a servant speaks of service. We are sons because we have been brought into the fatherhood of God. We have been brought into the fatherhood to enjoy the fatherhood of God. We are sons because God is now our father. We have the filial relationship. God is now our father. Really, 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 he's our father. So we can relate to him as father. So sonship speaks of relationship because we have received the spirit of his son. We have received the rights of his son. We have received the privilege of his son. That's amazing. We are too much blessed. Hallelujah. But being a servant is also the privilege to also be able to serve him in this life, in his vineyard. That's such a great blessing. Hallelujah. And that's the position as servants or slaves. The Lord's slaves. We are his slaves. It's amazing. Now, praise God. Okay, so as sons, God cannot reject you as his son. But you can be rejected as a servant. <laughs> Let me say it this way. Now, On the last day when we stand before God, we are not going to now we are not going to be judged as sons. Our judgment on the last day, we are not going to be judged as sons, we are going to be judged as servants. Because as sons, we have already passed judgment. We have already passed judgment. John 5:24. You see, we have passed judgment, you know, and then. Um, 1 John 3 verse 14, we have passed from death also to life. Because when Christ was judged, we were judged. But the things we are doing in this life and our service and the works we are, we are doing for him, we, we would have to give account. Hallelujah. So there's a clear difference between being a servant and being a son, being a servant and being a son. Now understand that now that we are all sons, we have already been approved of God. Hallelujah. I need to establish that first for you to understand that if you are God's son, you have already been approved of God. 100%. In fact, if you are God's son, God doesn't look at you to accept you. He looks at his son to accept you. Because Jesus Christ is now your acceptance. If God can reject Christ, then he can reject you. Because he is your righteousness. That's how powerful it is. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you are truly blessed. That's how powerful it is. Yeah. The Bible says, And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, I say, to reconcile both the things that are in heaven and the things that are on earth. And you who was, this is Colossians 1 verse 20 and 22. You who were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. The Bible says he has now reconciled to present you. You see, when we came to Christ, he presented us, Colossians 1 verse 20 to 22, to present you holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. We have been presented. We have been totally approved of God. See, I'm approved of God. Totally. So now, look at how God, how you have been presented before God. Listen, you have been presented. Now, Christ presented you holy, unblameable, unreprovable in God's sight. So you, when you start praying, how do you disturb yourself like that? The Bible is telling you how God sees you. <laughs> when you stand before the Father, you have been presented holy, unblameable, unreprovable. 
Though, see, when you stand before God, God doesn't see you. He sees you in him. God never see, sees you outside of him. And if you knew these things, your prayer life will change. You'll be so, so bold before God. So uh, too much approved. I don't know whether it's a good English, but let me just express myself. <laughs> Look at 2 Corinthians 1, verse 21 and 22. Now he which establisheth us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who hath also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our heart. Let's go back to 21. Now verse 21 says that he has established us. Now the word is bebayus. Bebayus. It's, it's a very... Let me explain what it means. He has established us. Bebayus. Now in those days, you know, the documents were handwritten. There were no printers in those days. So, for instance, if you go and buy a land and they have to give you the document, everything was handwritten, not with pen, because pens were not there. So you could just imagine how everything was put together. Very painful. So if you buy a, a property and you need a document, they have to now take time to write everything and they have to set their seal on. So before you accept the document, you have to read through every word, letter for word for word, every letter before you sign. So when everything, you've, go, you've gone through the whole document and you've I've proved it and you set your seal on it, then the thing is called established. That means it is without fault. That means it is without blame. It is impeccable. The Bible says that you, God, has established you. After he, and that's the word. That means that you, there was no fault in you at all. And you know what he did when he, when he, after, look at the next verse. When he, when he, hmm, Omakatalabashande. The fact that he, he now sealed you with his Holy Spirit means that you are perfect. When I say you are perfect, don't look at your, yourself. For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. That's what the Bible says. You have been perfected forever. So what I'm trying to say is that you, you have been approved. Now, I'm, I'm coming to talk about how to be approved as God's servants, but I need to establish this foundation. Otherwise, you, you, you'll be shifted because positionally you are God's son. But I'm, I'm not come to talk about service, but you have to know that as a son, you are established forever. Paul always talks about the indicatives before he talks about the imperatives. Before he tells us what to do, he tells us who we are, what we have, and what we can do in Christ. Before he gives us, there are New Testament commandments. We call them imperatives. But before, for instance, before he will say, husband, love your wife. He will say, husband, love your wife. That's imperative. As Christ loved the church. He always tells us what has been done before telling us what we must do. That's how beautiful it is. So I want to establish the fact that, listen, Jesus finished it for you, for all of us. Do you know what, the, what, what, what it means when the Bible says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved? Ephesians 1, six. Listen, you are accepted in the beloved. The word accepted is not, it's not the real translation you know, the, <laughs> when the angel appeared to Mary, he said, oh, that was highly favored. It's the same word for the accepted here. You are highly favored in the beloved. Wow. And, uh, no, the, the, Paul could have, the Holy Ghost could have said in Christ, but he used the word in the beloved. Like, he speaks of endearment. He wants you to know how much you are loved. So brethren, you are too much favored. <laughs> T.L. Osborne said one day, he used to, I mean, every morning jog for 40 minutes with his wife. So they'll be jogging. <laughs> it's a revelation. <laughs> if T.L. Osborne has done it, then we should be doing it. <laughs> so he said one day they were just jog- he was jogging and he saw a coin on the floor on the yes. And he could say that about 100 cars had passed on that coin. So he took the coin and saw the coin. 
and saw how the coin was beaten and battered and how dirty it was. He said when he picked the coin, T.L. Osborne said the Holy Ghost just whispered to him and said, the value is the same as a brand new coin. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I know you are born again, but you've gone through so, so many ordeals, including faults, mistakes, even sins. You have gone through, you know, you have been battered, scattered, spattered, you know, tortured, tattered, and all that. <laughs> you have gone through mess, so many things. I came to tell you that the value is the same. If I pick the coin from the man, from the dead, I just have to wash it. And it's the same. So no matter what you have gone through in life, you are still accepted in the beloved. Your position as a son before God has not changed. That's what the gospel is. Yeah. That is it. Because it's the goodness of the Lord, of God, that leads you to repentance. The more you know how good he is towards you, the more you repent. His goodness. So slap your chest and say, I am approved of God. God. Say, Jesus Christ is my approval. approval. He's your approval. He's your righteousness. On the cross, God treated Christ as though he was treating you because of your sins. Now he's treating us as though he's treating Christ. But as you believe it and walk in the realities of it, you begin to experience it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But how can we now be approved as God's servants? Now, listen. We are now totally approved as sons. Perfect. There's no question as to whether you go to heaven or not. It shouldn't be a question to ask. You know why? Because where are you now? And has raised us up together. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. For our citizenship is in heaven. You're, you're, you were born a citizen. Why? You already had the passport already. Why are you struggling to get there? <laughs> struggling for a visa. Meanwhile, you're already a citizen. Our citizenship is in heaven. Christianity, the understanding went so low that we are struggling to get to heaven. That's not Christianity. And that's where we're born. And that's where we are seated. <laughs> <laughs> so you see the song so that's why I'm saying that as sons we are already there but our works as seven now our works doesn't determine our salvation nobody can do that nobody can do that if you want to use your works to determine your salvation let me show how you can do it you have to be holy Without blame, without reproach, in your thoughts, in your word, in your deed, 60, 60 seconds a minute, 60 minutes an hour, all the days of your life. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they all part. I remember worrying is son. You were feeling pain and you were even doubt whether God will heal you. Unbelief is worse than murder. <laughs> yeah. 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 So those of you want to use works to be justified, I want to pre- present a standard before you. <laughs> it cannot be. <laughs> but it's Jesus and his work. As we believe it. Hallelujah. That's it. Our we as servants, we are going to be rewarded for faithfulness in service. So all the good works, there's a reward. The good works don't, will not give you salvation. What gives you salvation is Jesus, His blood, and what He did for us. But we need to be approved as servants. Now, as sons, Jesus already presented us approved. But as servants, we must present ourselves approved. Hallelujah. How many of you love to be God's servants? How many of you are God's servants? That means you are serving him. 
in a certain capacity, you are serving, we must all be serving him because we have been called into that capacity, into that office to serve him. I remember during the French Revolution, a certain village in France, a certain church had a huge statue of Christ. And during the war, the statue was broken down. So after the war, the members of the church came together to build a statue. So they took all the broken pieces and they built it again. But it wasn't like before because um, there were some parts that were the, the body of Christ, the, the image wasn't so smooth. But they were all right because to them, those patches represented the bruises and the injuries of Christ. So after building the whole statue, they couldn't find his hands. Can you imagine? They couldn't find his hands. So they were troubled. They finished everything, but was, there, were, there were no hands. So someone just came and quickly, just, just some a kind of divine wisdom dropped into his heart. So the person quickly made a plug, a plug, a golden plug, and put it there on the statue with the inscription, I have no hands but yours. I have no hands but yours. True, Christ is the head. But we are the body. The hands are joined to the body and not the head. So we are his hands. So whatever he likes to do in this vicinity, he only you are the hands to do those things. You are the hands to extend his love. You are the hands to do the ministry, to do the work. The hands to sweep this place. The hands to do everything he requires. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the thing is, there are many of God's servants who are not approved. Oh, I well remember many, many years ago. I was just a boy. I don't know what I was in secondary school. So every vacation we go for evangelism. Because in the in the nineties, we're taught that you must evangelize and win souls every day. So that's a culture, that's what we began with. So every day we go for, for evangelism. <laughs> so one day I was going for evangelism and uh, I met this guy. I think he was in deeper life or something. He was riding a bicycle. And he stood by my side. He realized I was evangelizing because I was holding tracts. Then he smiled at me and made a statement. And this is what he said. He said, there are many who are available, but few are usable. Can you imagine that this is from 96? I have not forgotten till now. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've forgotten a lot, a lot of the sermons I've heard <laughs> in the church. <laughs> that statement shook me. So I can be available, but not usable. Wow. I'm available, but I cannot be used. I said, that should have happened to me. Hallelujah. So how can we be approved? 2 Timothy 2 verse 15. 2 Timothy 2 verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Study to show thyself. Now when you see this verse. And the Bible says study. What will come to your mind is books. Is that not so? But the word study has nothing to do with books. It has nothing to do with books in any way. It's not talking about books. <laughs> in fact, the word literally means, spodazo literally means do it now. It, <laughs> or it means be busy or it means be diligent or it means make haste make haste or be diligent be diligent to do something right now that's what he's trying to say be diligent, make haste yeah it's imperative a risk imperative, do, do it now make haste, now, right now right now 
Be diligent. Make haste. Be quick to present yourself approved. Now, the word show is a word present in the Greek. So, be diligent to, or make haste. Be quick to present yourself approved unto God. A workman. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I came to present the word of God to you. How we can be diligent. We can make haste to present ourselves. So, this one is not Christ who's presenting you. You must present yourself to God approved. As what? His workman. Because not every workman is approved. Understand that there are so many things God will watch before you can be approved. And once he approves you, you are promoted. Once you are approved, at every level, God comes to approve us before we can be promoted. So there are some people, they are working hard, but all that they are doing is eye service. They are presenting themselves approved to man. And God can never, prom- can never promote them. Now, now the word approved is dokimazo. Approved is dokimazo. And the word has to do with test. Test. There is no approval without test. <laughs> In fact, God doesn't approve you without He first giving you a test. Okay. Let me open it up. Now, the word approved here is the word dokimazo. Now, dokimazo means it added to try, to try someone or to test someone. Or to prove someone, then to approve the person, then to allow the person. I've said a lot, a lot of things, but they all mean the same thing. Red dokimazo. Dokimazo. Now I want us to see something in Thessalonians. Please, are you following? First Thessalonians 2, verse 4. This is Paul's testimony, and he's he's speaking concerning the ministers of God. He says, but we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel. Even so, we speak not as pleasing men, but God which trieth our hearts. Now, we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel. Even so, we speak not as pleasing men, but God which trieth our hearts. So before God could put the gospel into their trust, God had to try their hearts. We're allowed. Now the word allowed is dokimazo. And the word trieth is dokimazo. Can you imagine? The same word. It's the same word for study to show thyself approved. The word approved is also dokimazo. So now we have these three words that are the same Greek, but different English words. So the word allowed is dokimazo. The word try is dokimazo. The word approve is dokimazo. When we go to Romans 12 verse 3, it says that, verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove, ye may dokimazo. Dokimazo is a, is a, it's a word that is related to customs offices, uh-huh, related to contraband, customs offices. When you are traveling, I remember when I, was, I came from China, I was just going and they called me to a certain secret um, private room. They said, I should open my bag. I brought some certain things from China. You shouldn't enter the country. I said, what did that bring? <laughs> so <laughs> I was so surprised. I just, I mean... I bought, I bought things for my wife and my children and my loved ones. That's what I bought. So I, they opened it, they checked it, they checked it, they checked it. It's okay. You can't take it. So now, you know what they do? Whatever is either entering the country or leaving the country, they inspect the things. What they do is that they test the items and they prove the items before they approve it to enter the country. 
before they approve, said their, said their approval and allow it to enter the country. So I've used all those words. <laughs> Hallelujah. Before they allow it. Now that's what God does. You see, all of us, we are his servants and we are serving in certain capacities. But most of the times we have no idea that before God will take us to the next level or promote us, God first comes before he, before we can be approved, he must first prove us or test us. But most of the times we don't even know we are tested. But if we are tested and we pass the test, we go to the next level. And there's some certain favors that comes our way as God's servants. Hallelujah. And it's very important to, to know and to see it and to know how to serve in God's house and how to live your lives in God's house. Very important. Hallelujah. Because you have no idea you are writing an exam. We're always writing life's exams. Now, how many exams do you write in school? Every semester you write an exam, then also. It happens spiritually. Yeah, spiritually, there are tri-semesters. There, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm, hmm. And we are writing exams. And we don't know we are. I'm telling you, listen, two months ago, I was in the house. My sister, my Lord, who lives in Cape Coast, was not feeling well for some time. So they had to bring her to Kolebu and all that. And so at that time I was very I was very busy. I have to attend to her, see her, we'll pray for her, and we'll attend to her. And she had to come to the hospital and we even involved the Pastor Pastor Kofi and all that and um Pastor T was involved, Pastor Eden was involved, then Pastor Michael was being taken here to Cape Coast, and a whole lot of things. Hallelujah. So now, the last day, I mean, she, we, Pastor Michael even drove her to Cape Coast. So I went home. When I lay down my bed, I just saw in the spirit, the examination just ended. Yes. See, see, the test just ended. You just ended the text. The test, the test of examination just ended. Then I sat on my bed. I said, oh, so all along, what, what kind of... <laughs> hey, then I began to now reflect. Hey, did I pass? <laughs> I said, Lord, why didn't you tell me before time? <laughs> then I, was, I began to now weigh all my actions. Whether I did weigh, can you imagine? I just began to reflect. Hey. So, God, why are you telling me now? Uh, did I really pass? <laughs> so you can just imagine so many questions were going through my, my head. Then I began to think, oh, oh, did I treat her well? Or it's not her, or it's another exam. And that's not the first time. Many, many years ago, I also had that. So I realized that, that God permits certain situations our way, our path in ministry, and it's actually our examination. And sometimes we don't know it. So we must be careful how we do what we do. Because we may be writing an exam and we don't even know it is an exam and we may fail. One of the reasons why when you get into a trial, you get into a certain issue. Then after a while, that same trial comes back again. And you don't understand Shall I tell you why? Sometimes the trial come, the coming again of the trial sometimes is grace. You know why? Because God wants to redeem you with flying colors. Sometimes we come out of the trial with E or a D. <laughs> so God now that challenge is repeated again. So you are repeated again. Formerly, you went through that challenge and you were murmuring, you were complaining, you were just speaking, 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 speaking. So when you were mad, you came out with, your, with an E. It wasn't F because, I mean, you spent some time praying and all that. <laughs> but now, it has come again. You were wondering why. Because God wants you to come out of the trial with flying colors. 
Few come after trial with an A, out of a trial with an A. So God wants to redeem it. So you come out gloriously. Why? Because your future ministry is tied up with that trial or that test. So you don't have to waste your test. It is difficult, but it is difficult, but, and God knows it, but God supplies his grace. So I'm trying to say that whatever. And by the time I finish the, the, the test, I don't know what you are thinking right now in your head, but <laughs> let me show you various ways by which God tests us in our service before we are promoted. Yeah. God can test you in relation, in relation to your time. How faithful you are with your time. To service and to what you do. Very important. Now it can be how you respond to pressure. Pressure. So much pressure. And when a little pressure comes on you, you, you begin to scream. Ah, ah. And when and God begins to download more pressure on you, that area. Uh-huh, because he loves you so much that, yeah, he loves you so much that he adds more. Permit. <laughs> and sometimes our trial can be in a way of um, faithfulness to what you are doing. Your heart, your motives, your commitment to what you are doing. How faithful you save. If it is sweeping, how well you are doing it. Sometimes God can test you with the weakness of your leader or of your pastor to see how you are going to respond to it. Uh-huh. You go to pastor's house and you see pastor, big bowl with fufu, sitting, <laughs> sitting in front of him. Then you realize that, ah, pastor, pa. <laughs> no, no, I'm even more spiritual than him. <laughs> But this is not even a weakness, but assuming you see the weakness of your pastor, head pastor, something that you, you know, you see a kind of human weakness, weakness. It can be a test. An obvious test. When you see it quickly, you go and tell your friends, hey, pastor, hmm. after everything, then you realize that it was actually a test and you have failed. Yeah. It's in the Bible. Ham exposed his father. Shem and Japheth went backward and covered. Hmm. Sometimes you may think you are touching human failure, but you're actually touching God's government. The man drank and was naked, but out of his drunkenness, he began to prophesy, cursed be unto Canaan. So don't joke with the failure of a leader. Don't touch. Don't, when a leader fails, close your mouth, whether in this ministry or out anywhere. Don't talk about it. Yeah, one day when he asked the, the <laughs> a certain man who was following the Rehan Bonk, he said, can you handle the weakness of the, the servants of God? So, oh, because they're also men. I'm not saying that they are doing some hidden sin somewhere, but you could see some f- human frailty. Oh, you start broke. It could be a test. Now, for you to be promoted in ministry, your test can be how you are handling your spouse. How you're, I'm telling you how you're handling your spouse. Yeah. Some people may not be, may never be promoted because of the way they're handling their spouse. And I'm telling you, if you're going to be a good, very good pastor, one of the things God will look for is how you handle your home. Amazing. Yes. You know what? Yeah. Now, if you can handle your home well, God can entrust you with a pastoral ministry. Because you see, look at Abraham. God said, Abraham, I know him. I'll make him a great and a mighty nation. What reason did he give? Because he, God knew he will command his ch- children after him. Because Abraham had passed the test of keeping his home and commanding, commanding his children after God, God could proudly make him a great nation and a father of all nations because he was a father to his home. Listen, the home is an, is an embryo of the church life. The home is a mi- miniature, a microcosm of the church. 
Now, in a church, the main leadership, the, the main structure is the shepherd, the deacons, and the congregation. Because the shepherd sometimes is the elder in the New Testament. You can break them down, but principally, the shepherd, the deacon, the congregation. The shepherd is a pastor representing the father of the house, the home. The deacon, the word deacon is helper. The woman is the helpmeet. And the congregation actually are your children in the home. So the home is like a miniature. How you handle them, if you handle them well and care for them well, you can care for the house of God. Hallelujah. Now God looks at how you treat others to promote you. How you treat others, very important. How you treat others. It's very important. Very important. Because real ministry has to do with people. How do you treat others? Those God entrusts to you. How you handle money. How you handle money. In fact, in Luke 16, Jesus calls money that which is least. He said, if you have not been faithful in that which is least. <laughs> and then how will comment on to you the true riches? He calls money that which is least. That means that. So if you are not, if you can't handle that which is least, who will comment on to you that which is your own? Yeah. So actually, Faithfulness and handling money, God will test you in this area. Yeah. How you handle money. Faithfulness in tithing. Faithfulness in Sunday offering. Now, God watch all these things. Yeah. (laughs) The Bible says that it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Found the word found is a forensic term. It speaks of scientific investigation. A thorough, intense research. That's what God does. God is looking at everything. <laughs> the divine CID. Yeah. You need to manage your money well before you can be used of God. Yeah. Yeah. How? Faithful in tithing, faithful in offering, faithful in managing the finances of the home, faithful in giving to your spouse, faithful in giving to your parents, faithful in giving to your in-laws. Now, all these things are important. <laughs> so, so it's a whole company by itself. <laughs> yeah. The faith, I'm not saying, I mean, we grow gradually in it. We grow and your finances begin to increase. But you have to be faithful in all of this. How you honor your parents, very important. How you honor them during their birthdays. Very important. Hallelujah. Very important. Yeah. So all of these areas, that is why he says that you be diligent. It takes diligence to present yourself approved. You you have to be diligent in all of this. God is testing you. The the, The quality time you spend with him. He's testing you. The time you sit on the word. Yeah. All the hours you sit on the word, they are even marking it. Obviously, it's not in quantity, but in quality. But you need to spend quality time. It's being marked. Yeah. The time you spend praying. So, serving God, you think it's an easy matter. (laughs) But God gives grace. Yeah. You see, our work, the work we are doing, hmm. a workman. How many of you want to be God? How many of you are God's workman? Workmen. <laughs> we are not so sure. Yeah, yeah, because the word here is the word for workaholics. Workaholics. You know, an alcoholic. I'm talking about workaholics. 
You are drunk with the work. You are intoxicated with the work. You are, <laughs> you are just serving God. It's like you are on, you are on a Holy Ghost marijuana. You, you eat the work, you drink the work, all your mind is the work of God. Even in the midst of it, make sure you are approved in everything you are doing. You are approved in everything you are doing. There are some people they can preach the word, they can teach very well, but when they come from the pulpit, the way they treat it's some way. It's not good. So you, you get A in teaching the word, but when it comes to managing people, Pew. you get... <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are people God brought our way to help, but we've missed a lot of those people. Because we're too busy to miss them. Can you imagine when Pastor T came? I was too busy and I didn't mind him. So in the same way, there are people like Pastor T coming to us and we are missing them. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes someone can just so it's very, now the Bible says we should love everyone, is that not so? But you are not under compulsion to like everyone. <laughs> but loving everyone is a God's, God's giving responsibility. There are some people, they are not likable one bit. You see them, you know you don't like them. And it's like nothing will make you love, like them. But you love them, not because you feel like loving them, because God's word says love them. So even though you don't like it, you are loving that's what it must be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, one day, Pastor Chris said, when he was even a student or something like that, some people visited him. Then he was seeing them off. Then he took his own money to pay their taxi fare for them. So as he paid for them and they went and he turned, he heard a voice behind him, you just paid for your car. Wow. So that was an exam which he passed. <laughs> yeah. So he was just approved and the blessing came. One day, Ken Hagen, all the money he had to spend with his family during Christmas, he wasn't having a lot of money. A certain preacher just stopped at his junction, the church where he was pastoring. And he saw that guy coming, and the, and the Lord said, Give everything you have to him. He said, Lord, but that's all that I have to spend with my family. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was so sincere. Lord, that is all that I have to spend with my family. If I give it to him, what will I do? The Lord said, You give it. Then he gave it. He gave it. After a while, the Lord spoke to him that if you had not given that money, I couldn't have I wouldn't have been able to use it the way. I would have wanted to use you if I had not, you had not given the money. That money. So he said he went to, someone was in the hospital, the person was given up to, de- to die. When he got there, Jesus said, don't lay hands, don't say anything. Tell the person he's healed. So he said, the Lord says you are healed. The person just stood up. And when he was going, the Holy Ghost said, it is because of the giving. <laughs> that money he gave to that preacher. That's what made what um, the miracle happen. Because giving, you know, when you give, it opens the door to every grace. And God is able to make all grace. So every kind of grace is accessible by giving. Every kind of grace. It can be academic grace. Every kind of grace. (laughs) Praise God. So there is test before approval. There is test before approval. Two months ago, I was lying down. I went to sleep at 10 a.m., 10 p.m., 12 midnight. I had a dream. In the dream, I saw believers in China rise up and they were doing prayer meetings at that same time. And the Lord spoke to me in the dream that his military, spiritual army, are awake. And they're waiting on him. Why am you sleeping? <laughs> so I had to wake up from 12 till morning. 
Because that, that's what actually they were watching through, through the night. And they were in China. I'm in Ghana. And I didn't even sleep early. So, Sometimes you are studying. It can be a test. I'm one day, I said 2011 or something or 10, I was on my bed reading my, the Bible. So as I was reading, I was dozing. Then I would doze. And I opened my eyes. And I would doze. I sense I should read the Bible. Then I opened my eyes. That's what happened. An angel appeared in the room. I didn't see the face of the angel, but it was a form. Angel did. And took my leg and I was in the middle of the bed. Pulled me from the bed and hit my leg. I felt the pain and disappeared. And I'm asking, so what? I'm asking, what has this study? I mean, I'm just here. It's almost like what you are doing is tied up, tied to the destiny of many people. But you think you are just doing it. Amazing. <laughs> One day when we get to heaven, we'll look back and realize that, hey, so our life was intense like that. God has set everything away. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastoti podcast. Simply search for Pastoti on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.